Hi everyone, welcome to the Pack the Five podcast, a podcast about management and management theories. So touching upon subjects that deal with productivity in organizations and engagement of people in organizations and theories that are aimed at improving those things. As a disclaimer, I'm approaching everything related to management theories from a critical rationalist perspective, which is the philosophy that there aren't any fundamental truths in any domain of knowledge, therefore also not in management theories. And so the best thing we can do is when we have a theory is to ask ourselves, how can it be improved? What problem is the theory solving? Why is it solving a problem? And through those questions, actually make progress in finding ever better theories and better understanding of what works and what doesn't work in management. So I'm not advertising any existing theories as being the one and final theories that will always work or something like that. Instead, I'm seeking for good understanding and ever improving versions of theories. And to do that, obviously, I have to send them out through this uh, podcast. But equally, importantly, I'm seeking for feedback uh, and criticism on the things that I'm sending out. And to do so, you can reach me at bart at pactifymanagement.com or at my LinkedIn page. Um, but for now, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Bye-bye. podcast today I'd like to make a diversion into physics to illustrate um, an example of how problems are solved in physics how ideas evolve uh, in physics into very powerful ideas with uh, very strong reach and see whether we can uh, extrapolate a little bit of that into how problems are solved in organizations, how or what uh, the importance is of ID evolution and things like that. Um, so the example I want to take is Einstein's theory of general relativity, which he published in 1915 and which is the theory of gravity of Einstein, which um, is the successor of Newton's theory of gravity, in the sense that Einstein's general theory, theory of relativity makes uh, a broader range of predictions uh, and also uh, predictions that are much more accurate uh, compared to the theory of Newton. So it's a better, uh, it's a better theory and, and we have uh, accepted uh, that theory as the theory uh, for gravity for now. Um, also, obviously not the final theory, but currently uh, our theory of gravity, uh, which was a, uh, which was the successor of, of the one we had before, uh, which was the theory of Newton. And I want to illustrate how this theory was developed um, and see whether we can learn something from that. Um, so everything started in uh, 1907 when Einstein had what he called the happiest thought of his life. Um, he already before this moment uh, realized that there was something wrong with the theory of Newton uh, because Einstein also uh, came up with the special theory of relativity in which uh, one postulate says that there is a maximum speed limit in the universe which is the speed of light 
and uh, therefore when there is gravitational uh, force uh, being acted upon a body also that force um, cannot travel faster than the speed of light and this effect is not at all accounted for in the theory of newton so he, he already knew that uh, the theory of newton could not be the final one could um, didn't actually take into account the concept of a maximum speed uh, of force transfer in the universe being the speed of light so he knew that uh, we needed something better than the theory of newton but then uh, the story begins with how he figured that out and on this particular day in 1907 when Einstein had the happiest thought of his life what he realized was essentially that there is an equivalence between acceleration and gravity that they are both manifestations of um, the same thing and he was thinking about being in an elevator and being accelerated upwards for an observer in an elevator who could not look outside uh, and could only you know see the inside of the elevator there is no way uh, possible to tell whether the elevator is actually accelerating upward or whether uh, it is just standing still in a gravitational field and so the person in the elevator just feels uh, the weight of his body uh, being pushed on the on the ground and because you can't tell the difference um, there is an equivalence of um, acceleration and, and gravitation and this realization was basically the idea that sparked uh, the journey uh, towards his theory of general relativity which actually came only eight years later so you could say that between his first idea and the final idea the solution the what we call the einstein field equations there was eight years of work in trying to improve his idea his idea his initial idea uh, to expand it to eventually build a mathematical formulation for it to seek where his ideas were going wrong and to correct them and so from his initial idea being the happiest thought of his life there was this long journey of eight years where um, I guess he almost exclusively worked on this um, theory uh, eight years uh, of ID evolution to come up with his uh, field equations which um, in itself then was uh, or were some yeah some must be something like the the greatest intellectual achievement of an individual if you look at what kind of predictions and the accuracy uh, with which that theory could come up with uh, things is, is really astonishing i mean uh, there was um, not only the improvement in accuracy of some things that the theory of newton could already predict and describe but there was also this prediction about the existence of black holes about the expansion of the universe about light being bent when it goes around massive objects um, so in terms of reach and and power of the final idea it is um, not surpassed by anything else i guess uh, in terms of intellectual achievement from an individual uh, let's say many other things that um, or many other uh, theories have at least had uh, input of um, a whole field of research and uh, a lot of experimental um, ex dem demonstrations and validations whereas the theory of general relativity was basically produced by one person 
with i must say some help of the mathematician david hilbert uh, but also with with a pen and paper so not with an abundance of experimental tests uh, available to be able to sort out what parts of the theory work well and what parts do not work well there was this complete absence of of the potential to verify things uh, that the, that the theory predicted so for eight years in a row uh, Einstein had to correct and improve his theory basically on his own with a pen and a paper um, and so this is one first conclusion is that um, the real power of an idea or the real power of a solution is in the evolution of the idea. The final idea uh, does not resemble the initial idea at all anymore, uh, typically for good solutions. So the happiest thought of his life, uh, which was the initial idea, um, was was indeed the, the spark, the, the start of the journey. But the final idea being the Einstein field equations do not resemble that initial idea uh, at all anymore. Um, the initial idea is still uh, incorporated, uh, obviously, in the final idea, but the final idea is much broader, much uh, more expanded, um, uh, and and in itself does not resemble the initial idea. There is a eight-year evolution uh, that that was um, uh, that was going on um, when you compare the initial idea, the happiest thought of his life, and the final idea being uh, those those field equations and so one uh, thing we could we could already learn from this is that um, final ideas don't resemble uh, initial ideas and that's mostly a good thing because that allows for the final idea to be much better than the initial one and to have undergone uh, evolution in terms of quality of the idea um, and so we shouldn't be uh, satisfied too quickly with our initial version of the ID, especially when the problem that we need to understand is complex, we need to allow for evolution of IDs. In the case of Einstein, it took eight years and, and maybe eight hours per day for those uh, for that period. We cannot, um, we don't have the luxury to take that much time, but at least a minimum evolution of an ID uh, only improves it and only uh, drives the quality of the ID and the quality of which it is actually a solution to the problem we want to understand and solve. Um, therefore, the evolution is, is critical and often or more often than not, uh, we, we um, underestimate the potential uh, of, for evolution of ideas and the time it requires for an idea to evolve well. We have the tendency to try to stick as quick as possible with the final version of an idea, uh, even if it's just our first initial random thoughts. We try to freeze them and to consider them as final and guiding for everything that follows and seeing everything that follows only as mere execution. Uh, and then we go wrong. We often go wrong because that initial idea didn't yet have the potential to um, be a be a good solution for the problem. There, there, there was no evolution on that idea. So most likely that initial version is probably not a version that is solving the problems we are, were setting out to solve in the first place. And I think the, the example of Einstein's theory illustrates this wonderfully well. Um, the evolution that his uh, initial happiest thought of his life underwent for eight years in a row 
uh, is is basically astonishing um, and those eight years were probably more filled with error correction um, it couldn't or it shouldn't have been it couldn't have been a, a smooth ride where there was just uh, a matter of building um, the the next ID up onto the previous one and therefore gradually sliding into the ultimate version of the ID being his field equations it was a hard uh, task and it took him a lot of effort, uh, a lot of error correction, a lot of criticism on his on himself. He's he's reputed for um, being very critical of uh, the things that he uh, invented and always seeking for errors in it and and trying ways to improve them. Um, so. ID evolution uh, goes in strange ways. Uh, sometimes we may have the ID that we've lost all the potential of the ID because we're suffering from making progress and then all of a sudden we feel that we are getting back into it and we are able to evolve the ID and make progress. Um, and in the case of Einstein, it must have been like that for eight years in a row where uh, at particular moments during that period, he must have felt that there was no improvement anymore and that he was going into some kind of uh, dead-end street. But eventually, through a lot of hard work, a lot of error correction, a lot of additional bright ideas, he came up with uh, the final version of his theory, the Einstein field equations, um, which, as, uh, as said, um, had an uh, extremely high uh, prediction uh, capability. Um, and, and were, were um, a massive improvement compared to the laws of gravitation uh, that Newton came up with. So what I want to say with this example, um, when we relate it to organizations, is that um, we, we often underestimate the evolution potential that a single ID um, still has to go uh, or still has to undergo. And sometimes we, we try to fix uh, some kind of strategic ID or some kind of ID on how to fix things too quickly um, and assume that all the rest is just uh, pure execution, algorithmic, uh, automated um, execution of the ID. Whereas in reality, um, for any kind of problem, and, and it shouldn't definitely not be a physics problem anymore, but any problem about understanding something in reality, for example, in organizations, um, you will require evolution on the idea. You cannot um, rely on the first couple of versions of the idea and assume that uh, you have cracked the case, that the rest is only mere execution. Uh, you will probably be surprised every time when figuring out that that mere execution eventually didn't turn out to solve the problem. And that's the point where also we sometimes get frustrated or annoyed um, and we're seeking uh, people to blame for why the ID didn't work, why the problem wasn't solved. And so if we don't allow for enough good optimum evolution of an ID and we freeze an ID too quickly and we turn it into blind execution too quickly, um, we will not solve the problem um, because problems typically are complex and they require IDs that have undergone evolution and that are not just simply the first best uh, guess 
um, to start out with uh, that won't solve the problem and so this is what we can learn I think from uh, from the example of general theory of relativity I find it fascinating how this evolution took place and how uh, from a relatively simple first ID the happiest thought of his life uh, he came up with something wonderfully complex with an extremely high power uh, for explaining things uh, and predicting things um, eight years later uh, through an evolution or to a process of ID evolution um, hope this is uh, somewhat clear and helpful um, we don't encounter the complicated problems that Einstein was working on in organizations but that is not really the point we encounter problems in organizations that need to be solved problems are inevitable and every problem requires ideas to solve them and uh, as is uh, clear from this uh, episode evolution on the ID so improvement of the ID um, criticism on the ID, error correction on the ID, trying things, figuring out whether it worked, why it worked and how you can proceed and improve things uh, and that is evolution of IDs and, and we should refrain from um, hoping too quickly that our first or second version uh, guesses are already final theories that will solve the problem. Um, but indeed, it are different problems in organizations for sure. For sure. Uh, but that was, I think, not relevant um, to illustrate the beauty of how it um, or of how the ideas of Einstein evolved in the case of general relativity. Thanks again, as always, for listening. Uh, if you have feedback or comments, you can reach me at bart at pactifymanagement.com. Always happy to engage and learn from your uh, inputs. And for now, bye. Uh, thanks again and hope to uh, speak to you soon. Bye-bye.